Hello, my name is Feather, and you are listening to Splintercast Reads Shadows of Self. I will admit that it has been a few days since I last read, because I'm garbage, and I had very important things to do, like RPing, uh, count your curses. Important things were happening to my character. I couldn't just leave her, okay? But it, I am, I, I'm sorry. It's not that I don't love you, Shadows and 17th Charters who are listening to this. I do. It's just... RP is also important. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we were. Uh, oh, Tan. They saw Tan. Um, and now they're going to talk about that after they... Did they just get back from uh, Ida Shui's house? Let's see. Oh, they got the note from Tan. That's what it was. Something else moves... Someone else moves a slum. Okay. Okay, that's what happened. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta refresh myself real quick. All right, let's go. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering how uh, Tan would have survived. Um, although I'm wondering if this is going to be our tie-in to the title. Um, I'm kind of wondering if the shadows of self sort of thing is a cognitive shadow sort of thing, which is, I believe, the term for when we had um, Kelsier still interfering in things after his death. Um, he had a cognitive shadow or was a cognitive shadow. I'm not totally sure what the terminology is there. Um, but I don't think that actually like brings anybody back to life. I don't know, though we know very little about cognitive shadows. So who knows what's possible? Um, anyway, let's keep going. Hey, Renette. Um, I definitely need more Renette in my life. Um, Let's see. I think I read in the uh, the Mistborn RPG game that it that her last name is Starian. Like her name is Renette Starian. I don't know if that's actually canon, but if it was, it'd be really cool because then she named Wax's guns after her. So fun. Renette is cool. Renette is the coolest. Let's see. <laughs> she said I was to slap you. Darian submitted. Bless. Oh my gosh, as Wayne is trying to force the butler to slap him across the rail, which he doubted was what Renette had intended. I highly doubt that's what she intended either. Lady Harms, if Steris is here. Oh, he needed time to think, preferably with his earring in. Go talk to Seaford. But yeah, don't ignore Steris. It's good. You should go talk to your fiancé. Oh, Wax kissed her hand. They're so cute. <laughs> okay, so that's the invitation that Wayne stole, and Steris knew that Wayne stole this invitation to Lady Zoel's party. I like her. She's just very... She, I feel like she can keep a good handle on both Wax and Wayne. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't even really thinking about how the fact that Tan is alive is going to affect Wax. Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, he's technically the guy who's responsible for the fact that your wife is dead, and that's not good. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, Wax. It'll be okay. Oh, wow. Wax didn't even know about the assassination attempt? Dude. Marasi saved his life, Wax. You should pay more attention to what's happening. Man, I guess I really don't know how newspapers worked. I thought they printed them, like, once a day, but... Apparently there's they've had like a morning edition, afternoon edition, and evening edition. That seems like a lot of work for the newspapers to print so many things. I don't know. I guess that's that's probably the way things work. Um, we just don't really do it that way anymore because we all have the internet. Man, I wonder what Skadriel's going to be like with the internet. I bet it's going to be great. Oh, 
Wayne making a joke about exploding velors seems a little bit in bad taste. But I mean, it's also Wayne, so maybe I can't really be all of that surprised about it. (laughs) And Hoyd is here. Hi, Hoyd. What are you doing? Um... So he, I, I find it interesting that Hoyd, in the first few books, was very drawn to like storyteller, um, uh, like roles. But now he seems to be going more for the like coachman, because he was a coachman in um, Words of Radiance too, and now he's a coachman here. <laughs> Hoyd, what are you doing? <laughs> oh man, Sace <laughs> is right there in mind space, like ready to talk to him. Unfortunately, your fears about the hearing are correct. Dang. Um, wait a second. Um, shards can't read minds, I didn't think. Um, like, Ruin couldn't read Vin's mind. I guess Says is just, uh, like, taking a guess that he's figured out that, um, the <laughs> Wax has just figured out that it's a spike and that's why he like wasn't wearing it even though he can't actually hear Wax thinking that <laughs> firing that gun would not have the effect you want I think even if you could see me shooting at me would merely ruin the furnishings of your coach costing precisely 84 boxings to repair when Miss Grimes takes it to the shop next week you'd be left with a new wood panel on the coach body just behind me which would never quite match those around it I'm so glad we get to hear some more from Harmony. This is excellent. And then Wax says, I can't tell if he's swearing Harmony or... <laughs> You're here in my coach. Technically, I'm everywhere. Oh, poor Wax. It's it's okay. He's not scary. He's very nice. You can just talk to him. <laughs> Your deathickness. <laughs> Um, the voice sounded amused. Um, I'm amused too, Harmony, so that's all good. Now, about what do you wish to speak? Look at you not putting prone, uh, prepositions at the end of your sentences, says. I should have known you'd be really good about grammar like that. Huh, okay. That's interesting. You is capitalized when Wax says, better for you to hear me say it, um, which, I mean, I guess Harmony is technically a god, but it's it's weird to see that kind of, I don't know, grammatical reverence being given to him that he gets capital pronouns. <laughs> Am I insane? <laughs> if you were, speaking to a figment of your delusion would certainly not diagnose that fact. You're not helping much. Then ask better questions, Waxilium. No. I've missed Says, whatever I'm supposed to be calling him. I'm gonna probably use both. Shut up. Um, I'm Harmony, the hero of ages, once called Sazen. At the end of the world, I took upon myself the powers of protection and destruction, and doing so became the caretaker of the world. Come, I'm here, Waxilium, to tell you that you are not insane. Oh, Wait a second. Wait, hold up. Kandra? Why is there a Kandra... Wearing a bloody tan's body, his face. What the heck? Not made very good choices, Harmony says about the Kandra. Oh no, she's a member of the third generation. It's it's not it's not Milan, right? Okay, no, it's not Milan. Whew, I was a little worried that Milan was gonna be her villain. Okay, 
And you should know better than to assume everyone dangerous to be a male. God bless feminist harmony. I mean, harmony bless feminist harmony. I appreciate she's chosen the name Bleeder for herself. Oh. Hmm. So what is a Candrus serial killer doing? I don't know if she's actually a serial killer, but... Huh. She's invisible to Harmony? That doesn't seem right. Oh, so she only has one blessing. Oh, man. <laughs> Being God is more complex than a mortal can comprehend, Wax said. What a surprise. Wait, did I just get sarcastic with God himself? Oh, and Sadie's is like appreciating it. Feels good to me. Like older times. I just need to give the god of the world a hug, okay? I'm just I'm just gonna hug him, alright? Anybody have a problem with that? Oh Oh you can actually hear thoughts with preservation and then speak with ruin. What? Okay, so that explains it. That's a cool little tidbit that I wouldn't have guessed. Fun. Also, the Harmony's, like, quite a bit more powerful than Ruin was, which, I mean, I guess we should have realized he was double as powerful. But still, I mean, I guess pre Preservation was just such a non-entity for so much of uh, the Mistborn trilogy, with his cognitive aspect being so frayed. Um, like, we saw a lot of his power, but we didn't really see a lot of the things that that power could do, I guess. Because um, Ruin was, like, actively using his power to do things and upset our heroes. But now we get to see a little bit of how preservation works. Okay. Uh-huh. So she has allomantic and ferrochemical abilities. Oh, okay. Goodness. She's terrifying. I love her. She, okay, so she can use one spike at a time, but she can actually get allomantic and ferrochemical powers from it. And in order to trade the spikes, she has to rip out her the one she has, and then fall onto the other. Goodness. And Wax is going to get help. Interesting. Harmony sighed softly. I like that he can actually sort of hear the way that Harmony talks. Like, he hears chuckles and sighs and stuff. Yeah, and there, him is capitalized as well. Yeah, in that paragraph. Interesting. Harmony gets capital pronouns. I probably wouldn't have done that if I were, like, writing fanfic or something, but Interesting. Actually, I think I... Yeah, in the Alindel RP, I ended up writing a scene that had Harmony in it. Sorry. I feel like that seems pretentious to write something with Harmony. Um, but I now feel like I should go back and update that scene to make sure the pronouns are all correct, even though I'm pretty sure no one is actually reading my RP logs. If you're interested, Eliane Kaswana, she's cool. Ask me. Hit me up. Anyway. My hands are tied and I am bounded. And he tied them himself. Do you ever just, like, care about how awesome and good Seizet is? Because he's so good. He's so good. Huh. The personality you speak to agree with your indignation, but the powers that I am, the essence of myself, cannot allow me to take sides. I already fear that I've made things too easy for men. This city, the perfect climate, the ground that renews... You were to have had the radio a century ago, but you didn't need it, so you didn't strive for it. You ignore aviation and cannot tame the wilds because you don't care to study proper irrigation or fertilization. Huh. Oh no. Wow, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. 
You don't explore. Why would you? You have everything you want here. Barely progressed technologically from what I gave you in the books. It's another final empire. That's so odd that both ruin and preservation keep... Okay, no, 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 never mind. Because the Lord Ruler held preservation's power. Okay, and that was part of why he kept technology so similar throughout the final empire. Was, like, he didn't ever let technology proceed. And now... Says has kind of unwittingly done the same thing. He's put them in a period of stagnation because they're not, they're not growing. Although I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Is the progress of technology inherently good just in and of itself? I mean, we would consider technology is good because it helps you overcome difficulties and dis discomforts and it makes your world better. But if your world is already so good that you don't feel the need for those technologies, isn't that also still a viable option? Is there the pursuit of technology in and of itself, regardless of whether or not it's really needed, a good thing? Harmony seems to be seeing that the fact that there's no technological progression is in and of itself bad. But if it's not needed, is it actually? I don't know. Something to think about. Oh, snap. Harmony calling him out for the way that he's treating Marasi. I love Seized, like, so much. Like, like, so much. So much. Okay, and now we're switching back to Marasi. Hey, there's a leecher showing up. Sweet. Um, sorry, uh... I'm probably going to end up talking about the Elendel RP quite a bit, even though it's not currently ongoing. I still love my characters. And Elyon was dating a leecher, so I'm I'm very fond of leechers. Uh, things are going to remind me of my RP, and I love my characters. You guys already know this, so you just have to deal with it. Sorry. We're just going to be a jerk like that and make you listen. What kind of metal are the bracers, though? Okay, the Waxillium Donshot thing is still weird to me. Is that has that been his nickname the whole time? And I forgot it. I just really don't remember it. Goodness. Okay, I'm getting really bad reads off of these cops. I'm glad Marasi's there to keep some kind of morality in them. They're like talking about okay, first we want to torture him, secondly we want to threaten his daughter. Oh goodness. Yeah, specifically illegal. Thank you. I'm glad there are rights in Alindel against these sorts of things. Hmm, maybe if you paid more attention to the very laws you're sworn to uphold, I can think that that advice could go to maybe a few people out, even outside of Elendel. Like, maybe in the real world. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Wax is opening doors with steel. Thanks. You're so dramatic, Wax. Like, chill. Okay, they're at metal mines. Huh. Good. Cool. I forgot you could do that with steel. That you can't push on invested metals. Interesting. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. I thought you could push on invested metals. Because if you can't push on invested metals, then why did the Lord Ruler have his bracers piercing his skin? Because that's definitely a thing that he did, or was he just being, like, extra cautious, paranoid, like, in case someone managed to get over the investiture barrier? But... Really? I mean, it makes logical sense that you would not be able to push on metal mines, but why did the Lord Ruler have his piercing his skin if there were metal mines then? I don't know. Someone who's smarter at Cosmere than me. Tell me. Thanks. Cool. 
Okay, more effort to push on Real Metal Minds Wax says, Look, Alex, if you keep reading four sentences, maybe Brandon will answer your questions. I'm sorry you have to listen to me being dumb. But you guys also chose to click play, and I'm so glad you're along for the ride. With all of my craziness. Aww. He's asking from Rossi's help. Harmony's doing good work already. Nice work. Aww. <laughs> and he's telling her that he talked to Harmony, and she just accepts it. Bless you two. Yeah, the creature who's buying this casually murdered Winston in a safe room behind a wall of guards after intentionally starting a firefight in the room above. So that makes more sense why she would feel safe in a firefight, though, because Kendra are much better at, like, dealing with being wounded, so a couple bullet holes probably wouldn't bother her. Cool. I will say, I'm sorry, I'm still kind of thinking in terms of RP. The, like, <laughs> oh, well, my character is a Kendra, but she can also use, like, Allomancy and Farrakimi, so she's just cooler than that. <laughs> it's just kind of amusing that we have this, like, rule that, like, Kendra can't use these powers, but she can. I'm sure Brennan has an excellent world-building reason for it, though, because he always does. Huh. She said you'd come talk to me. She. God. Okay, so apparently, does she have a cool, like, cult who thinks she's God? Hmm. Alright, I took a quick break to eat dinner, um, but now we're back. So, they're interrogating Rian? Ryan? Ryan? I think I'm gonna go with Ryan, because it sounds like a normal name. R-I-A-N, Ryan. It might be Rian. I don't know. What else? And he's saying there's something for them in his arm. Okay. Yeah. He appears to be a little out of sorts. Also, how does Wax know this coin? Oh, now you want to go to Steris' party because there's a murder to investigate. Do you? Couldn't you just go to a party with Steris because she wants to go... One of these times, Wax, like, be a good fiancé. One of these times. I know you have important murders to investigate, but... Steris deserves nice things, and you need to be nice to her. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, so... Chapter 8, here we go. What? Young Waxillium. We're getting Waxillium flashbacks? Mm, my favorite. Okay, age 12. Tiny little wax. Like a little candle stub. Just a short little bit of wax. So Wax can, like, see the error between the two coins because he made his eyes cross. That's kind of interesting. Oh, and Edward doesn't believe him. Huh. This is true. Money is completely meaningless. Um, it's only, like, even currency in general is just a weird concept because it's, it, it's, it's basically like assigning a number to the abstract value of want in general. Like, you can satisfy this much of whatever you want with this much money. You you say you want something $20 worth, then you need to pay $20 worth in order to get it. It's just, it's weird. Money is weird. And meaningless. So I agree with suit. Edwarn. Oh my gosh, little Wax wants to be a hero from the very start. <laughs> you are 12 years old and you still speak of this. I expect such foolishness from your sister, but your father should have beaten it out of you by now. Thanks, Uncle Edwin. You're not a horrible person or anything. I'm kind of worried that something really horrific is going to happen. 
I don't know. We'll have to see. I feel like this is Brandon, and I can't trust him to have a regular diplomatic or uh, domestic scene, even in, like, 12-year-old Wax's backstory. Especially not with our, you know, one of, one of our main villains going on. We'll have to see. Huh. I'm very impressed that Edward was actually going to give the loan to the poor man. I feel like this is going to turn bad very quickly, but I'm glad that he's going to give that, at least. <laughs> if, men in, if men in suits would one day run the world, couldn't they also make it a better place? Yeah, that's yeah. things are definitely about to go wrong. Oh yeah, put him in debt. That's impossible to escape. If he fails to meet payments, his signature on that paper allows us to go directly to his employer and take a percentage of his wages. If that is enough, we can do the same for his sons. You're the worst person. You charge 3% to the rich guy and 12% to the poor man. You're horrible. You're the worst person. I hate you. Ha 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 ha. You'll make slaves of them. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. Actually. Debt slavery. Oh, He's giving him the coin. Good for you, Wax. Good for you. You're so good. Okay, so he was telling the story to Steris, which is why we kind of got the, the backstory. I'm glad you're involving Steris in this. Steris needs to be involved in more things because she is good and wonderful and I love her. Oh no. He didn't take the coin. <laughs> oh. Killed himself by jumping off of a bridge eight years later. Oh my gosh. This is kind of interesting that we sort of have, you know, young heroes with parental figures um, in banks having, you know, large revelations. I mean, I guess this is a little bit different because, like, Steelheart didn't walk in and destroy everything, but I I mean, there's a little bit of similarity between Wax and David, right? Sorry, Steelheart reference. For those who have not read Steelheart, you should. It's good. The Reckoner series is great. God, I love Steris so much. I just, she's so good. I love her. I doubt that you care, Steris said, leaning in. But I consider your motives to be irrelevant. You save lives. You saved my life. My gratitude is not influenced by what was running through your head as you did so. Wax met her eyes. Steris was prone to this. Startling moments of pure honesty where she stripped everything away and laid herself bare. I... Okay, you know what? I think I actually kind of ship them a little bit. Like, I didn't before. I thought they could just have the good political marriage and just sort of be friends and allies. But I maybe ship them a little bit. I really like Steris a lot. I think she's much better for... I think she's a better match for Wax than Marasi would be, certainly. Um, I think Marasi's got a little bit of hero worship crush going on. And I feel like those tend to be more unhealthy relationships. I'm glad that Wax is kind of not pursuing that at all. Good, it's That's good for him. <laughs> I guess we'll be late, Wax said. Unless, of course, he improvised. Are you going to throw Steris over your shoulder and send her shooting through the mists with you? Because I think we already know that she loves doing that. Oh my goodness. She's so sweet. I love her. There, in her neat handwriting, was a detailed agenda for their evening at the party. The third entry read, 817, way into the building likely blocked by traffic, Lord Waxilium carries us up to the top floor by Allomancy, which is completely inappropriate and at the same time breathtaking. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. Zdaris, I need to give you a hug. Like, right now. And... If I were coin shots, Teres, I would give you piggyback rides through the city because obviously you love coin shots. And I'm really glad that you're 
husband-to-be is a coin shot so that he can take you on coin shot rides that are completely inappropriate, but at the same time breathtaking. Adorable. I did wear dark undergarments, though, so they won't be as visible from below while we're flying. There's actual tears in my eyes, guys. I... Okay, you know what? Steris is quickly, like, creeping up to maybe... Renarin levels of love over here, which coming from me, you guys know that means a lot. Like, I, I, I'm willing to fight someone over Steris. I'd take a punch for her. She's great. I'll fight you. Yeah, she's my... Oh my goodness. I love her so much. There's a, yeah, I'm actually crying at this. This is probably not a part I need to be crying at, but she's so cute. She's so sweet. <laughs> she, I just want her to be happy and like, I think, yeah, you know what? I ship it. I'm shipping Wax and Steris. We need a good ship name for them. Is there one? We need one. Fandom, get on that. Shot a bullet into the ground. God bless. Rope. Renette's giving him a tether? I wonder how that works. <laughs> it's a ground. You can tell, you see, because you are fully awake. You are a predator, Waxilium Landrian. <sighs> I think Steris likes... I think... I feel like Steris has a lot of things that she keeps hidden, despite her, as he said, sort of like breathtaking honesty. I think there's a lot of things that she likes and wants and maybe cares about that she just learned not to talk about because they weren't something that, you know, proper society would approve of. And I think Wax is good for her because he kind of breaks out of the proper society mold and she can kind of be like, it is completely inappropriate, but I want to go shooting out over the mists and it will be breathtaking. And I feel like, oh no, I'm shipping it. There's, there's shipping involved. <laughs> yeah, now I'm curious if Bleeder was already tan when um, Wax's wife died. Dang it, I know her name. Oh, really bad at this. Ugh. All I can think of is Steris, Marasi, and Renette. Oh, what's her name? Lessie. When Lessie died. Um, because obviously Bleeder has that quote. And I mean, if she's wearing Tan's face, I don't know if she's still sort of going with the Kandra ideal and trying to impersonate him. But I don't know. I think it's likely that she was Tan at the time. I love Steris so much. I'm sorry, I've actually, there's been a few pages between the last time I talked. They just, uh, he he's saying, I forget how disorienting this can be. Close your eyes. And she's saying, no, she's breathless. This is, this is wonderful. I just, she's so sweet. I'm sorry, I'm not even saying anything new or interesting about Steris. I just love her. Fight me. Okay, you know what? Steris is on the protect with your life list. Oh, which, you know what? It's probably good that I get a girl on that list. I kind of have a lot of very kind sons who need to be protected from the world. It's it's high time I have. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put her in my protect at all costs pile. Yep. Yep. Which now I'm gonna have to go back and reread Alloy of Law and like be upset when she's kidnapped and stuff. Cause She's Daris and I love her. So, oh, Tonight he took her by the arm in a more familiar way than she'd explained. They were betrothed. Rusts, he could hold her by the arm. 
I am swiftly becoming garbage for the ship. My bad. All right. And that's the end of that chapter. So chapter nine. Here we go. And we're in Wayne's point of view after Wax has ditched him to go swirling off through the mists with his fiance. Oh, and now we're getting the best friend in denial portion. Maybe this is an actual ship. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm supposed to be shipping it. I don't know. That makes it less weird. Let's see. Because Wayne's sitting here like, obviously Wax persisted with this whole engagement to Sterismus because he missed Leslie so much. So Wax had chosen a marriage that demanded no emotional investment. Joke's on you, Wayne. I think he cares about Steris because she's perfect and wonderful and deserves the entire world. So... Haha, <laughs> that was as easy to see as the bottom of your own glass at a pub with watered-down ale. Which means that, of course, he's completely wrong. Oh no, Wayne is wearing a sharply tailored suit. I'm a fan of sharply tailored suits. Oops. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> a fellow needed to be able to blend in with his surroundings. In the roughs, that meant having some pale brown cowhands costume. In the city, that meant having a fancy twit costume. <laughs> Wayne wants to be gathered up in Wax's arms and flown through the mists. Ha, yay, Marassi did read the book. All right. She calls Marsh death, though, um, which I suppose makes sense. Um, I like that Harmony still called him Wash. Or, Wash. Marsh, though. Wash is from Firefly. That's different. <laughs> Eventually, after seven crop rotations or so... I like that Wayne gets snarky in his uh, in his narrative, in his prose. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's really the hallmark of a great writer, where you can put a bunch of character voice into your narration. Um, it's something I'm a little hesitant to do, because I feel, I don't know, I almost wonder if it would be, like, too much. But you know what? In reading it, I really like it. So maybe I should be a little more adventurous as a writer and have fun things like that because that's just a very Wayne sort of statement after seven crop rotations or so they reached the front of the line okay what is Wayne doing I think I feel like it's very wise that these bouncers are turning everybody away though um huh our names are on here in a column of people specifically to be kept out huh what she demanded damn I saved his life the bastard Marasi, <laughs> Wayne said grin She's starting to talk normal-like. Because of you, she said. Bastard. <laughs> and Wayne is picking who he wants to imitate, and Marossi's like, no, it's a bad idea. We'll get thrown in prison, prosecuted for conspiracy, and embarrass Vexillium. Now that, Wayne said, striding back to where he'd been standing when he sped up time, is the best damn argument for, making, for trying this that anyone could make. Come back so I can drop the speed bubble. Alright, and we're back with Steris and Wax on the top floor. Ooh, sequins on sleek dresses. That sounds like 1920s sort of fashion. Oh my goodness, Wax tried to wear his ruffs hat to the fancy party. <sighs> Wax, I think you just like being an outsider. You wear fancy clothes in the ruffs, you wear ruffs clothes in the fancy parties. She's so sweet. Tonight's purpose is yours. Let's be about it and find that killer. It behooves a wife to be interested in, if not involved in, the passions of her spouse. I like her a lot. He seems to be assuming that Bleeder is still using steel running. Um, though I don't... I mean, maybe that's a good assumption to have, 
but I feel like if I were trying to trip up someone and I'd already revealed what power set I had, I would, you know, choose a different spike, throw him off so he doesn't know what to expect. That's what I'd do. Oh my goodness, the way that he practices his steel bubble, letting his butler shoot at him with protective padding. It's interesting seeing the way that Wax's bubble interacts with all the metal in the room. Huh. That's kind of fun, like moving the chandeliers and knocking something off a pedestal. Oh, and he's thinking about Lessie again and that day. Ooh, Steris wants to handle getting past the guards next time. I'm interested in seeing how she would handle that. I have a feeling she would be fantastic at it. Oh, Steris. Wax said, you're very good at this, after she um, turned away the guy who was going to come up to them. She said, I'm proficient at it. I believe that's what I said. There's a distinction. In this room, there are true masters of social interaction. I am not one of them. I studied social norms, researched them, and now I execute them. Another woman might have sailed through that conversation and left him happy but distracted. I had to use blunt force, so to speak. Huh. Funny that Steris would remark on someone being boring, and then she said, You're thinking that it is ironic that I would note that someone is a bore, as I myself have a reputation for that same personality flaw. I would not have phrased it like that. It's all right. As I've said many times before, I'm aware of my reputation. I must embrace my nature. I recognize another bore as you might recognize a master alamancer, as a colleague whose arts I don't particularly wish to sample. Oh. She's too cute. She's joking. Oh my gosh. She's adorable. She's the cutest character I've ever read about. That's a lie. I'm not cheating on you, Steris Renarn. I still love Renarn best. But Steris is quickly a close Cosmere second. All right. She prepared witty conversation earlier. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. No. I just want to give her a hug. But I'm being fake. I prepared the lines ahead of time. I'm not actually being diverting. You'd be surprised at how many people do the same thing. Besides, this is you, so it's genuine. Then I guess I'm always genuine. I guess so. I just didn't realize it before. They're cute. Oh my gosh, I ship them super hard. Oh no. Yep, yep, I'm shipping them super hard. So hard. Very hard. Okay, and someone is coming up to flirt with Wax? I almost... Like, this seems like she's the Kandra, but I... I don't know. I almost don't want to believe it'd be that obvious. However, she's saying that she's called Milan, which makes me think, like, Melon, the other Kandra, even though it's spelled differently. Um, which, by the way, uh, while I was at dinner, I realized Melon uh, is not a part of the third generation, which Bleeder is, because I'm dumb and don't know things about the Cosmere. Don't come to me for Cosmere knowledge. I mess things up and say dumb things on recordings that are th then saved for all posterity, so. Yep. Also, I'm mad that she's totally sliding Steris because Steris is perfect, so. <laughs> okay, Wax is having the same idea. Is that Bleeder in disguise? Hmm. <laughs> and Wayne is in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wayne has a battle plan, and it's how to eat as many sausages as possible. 
<laughs> oh, Morasi. Did you tell him that the voice makes the disguise just to flatter him? Because you should know that's his favorite part of any disguise. Hmm. So this guy's coming up and talking to Wayne, because he's recognized his disguise. Um, and he's talking about the Higgins effect. And I wonder if that's, like, a little shout out to, like, the Higgs boson particle. Maybe. Has some, uh, the Higgins effect has something to do with the way a spectral field is influenced by magnets. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and Wayne is ruining entire scientific fields by attempting to be someone that he's not. All right. And we're back with Wax. Hmm. And the woman is nearby as they're talking to the governor. I don't know. She's like, isn't she wearing like a bright red dress? Is she a red herring? Because I'm kind of getting, it would be maybe a little too obvious if she was bleeder. She's, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. And Wax, as I turn the page, says... Bleeder won't be someone I can spot easily. The faceless immortals have centuries of practice. Exactly. Like, she wouldn't choose someone that's going to stand out. She's going to choose someone that, you know, is unnoticeable and isn't going to catch attention. And she wouldn't go straight up to Wax. Okay. All right. Um, maybe that girl is hired by Bleeder to, like, keep him distracted. I could see that. That could work. Look at them. How did it get into Wax's head? Can Harmony speak to him even if we, he doesn't have the earring in? Or did he leave the earring in? Wait a second. That's not Harmony. Huh. So Bleeder can communicate with hemallergic people. She's fascinating. Goodness. And I think this has been three chapters, so I think I have to sign off. But wow, that's... an Awesome twist. I'm really shocked by how much more invested in this story I am than Alloy. Like, Alloy was good, but I actually have somewhat of a funny story. I was describing the difference between something like um, Stormlight Archive versus Alloy of Law. Like, Stormlight's, like, world-ending drama, like, dark and heavy, and, like, it has light moments and fun, but it's also, like, very high stakes. And I was, <laughs> and I was telling this person, I was like, I feel like Alloy of Laws, you know, smaller scale. It's just more like lighthearted Cosmere fun. And this person sort of looked at me for a second and was like, did you just describe a book where the main character shoots his wife in the head and the prologue is lighthearted fun? <laughs> and I just kind of looked back like, well, when you say it that way. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like a we don't necessarily have world stakes here. But we're definitely getting into, like, Harmony is involved, and someone has Harmony-like powers, or Ruin-like powers, at least. Um, yeah, and, like, Kandra, and messing with the magic system in ways that we didn't know the magic system could be, be messed with. Those are all very cool and very important things. So, uh, sorry, I kind of had to go on a little rant at the end of these chapters so but i believe the next one is yes chapter 10 so i'm going to go ahead and sign off and you will listen to me cry and rant and make dumb jokes about chapter 10 in the next episode this is feather and this is wind splintercast see you guys on the other side